Welcome to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. I'm Tanya Morgan and today we're doing a podcast from the Kyolite pub as part of our Mallee research updates and we're just sitting around having a beer with a couple of speakers so we thought it'd be a great opportunity to pick their brain on a couple of topics and I'm joined by Michael Meady who's research agronomist with Frontier Farming Systems and also Dave Keach who's the field development officer with New Farm. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. We might start with you Michael. We've been talking about the area-wide weed management project and we've got that dynamic between horticultural crops and broadacre crops that are right next door to each other. What are some of the things that you've been looking at? Yes, yeah, been working in the Sunraysia area and obviously that's a region where you've got horticulture right next door to broadacre farming and it causes particular problems over summer for controlling summer weeds in these areas where traditionally we might have relied on glyphosate in combination with some 2,4-D products as our mainstay of our summer weed control program. Obviously there's more awareness and more sensitivity now sensitive crops nearby and, and mitigating that risk of drifting and inversion layers causing problems in other industries. So one of the, the weeds that we've been looking at is fleabane, given that it's a problem not broadacre but also horticulture and we're looking at control strategies and in particular double knock strategies over that summer period to try and be able to see if we can control the weed in an effective manner without um, having to rely on those um, group I products or, or 2,4-D products that are at risk of causing off-site damage. What are some of the early results that you're seeing? So we started a trial this year. The, the farmer had actually already applied some glyphosate to a fallow paddock that had fleabane in it. We come back and decided to run a trial looking at what were some double knock strategies and to try and get on top of that population that was there. Because of the current glyphosate prices, the rate of glyphosate used was on the lower side to start with, at about one litre per hectare. In more normal year, that rate would have been much higher. That was one litre of crucial, so about 1.4 of your normal 450 products. And we looked at a range of double knock strategies with paracrop-based products and also some group G spikes. And I guess the, the key thing there was in some of the paracrop products, particularly with group G spikes, we were able to get a reasonable level of um, browning out of the existing plant material that was there, but we weren't able to completely kill the plant and also, you know, after four to five weeks, we're seeing a lot of regrowth from areas of the plant where perhaps our coverage wasn't as good or the plant's just been able to grow out of it and still survive that double knock and, and go on to keep setting seed and stuff like that. That's been the observation from this trial is it's one thing to get the double knock strategy, but we've got to be able to perhaps get more effective control in the first knock and we've also got to focus on the coverage and making sure that we're getting good coverage of that second paraquat product to make it as effective as possible as well. Yeah Dave what can you add to that? What have you seen? Michael's trial was great in that I think one of the key learnings from that is in the first pass you really do need a really robust rate of systemic herbicide and if you're going to take 2,4-D out of that first pass and just use glyphosate then it's really important to be up around two to three litres and the other learning there is in that second pass coverage is really important when we're using contact based herbicides but with the new suite of group g's on the market which includes teridor and viraxor they actually do make really useful additions to a tank mix with paraquat in that second pass and can improve the robustness of the knockdown i think yeah in an ideal situation, we would always do a Glide Plus 2,4-D followed by a good rate of paracord, but understandably, like you're looking at alternatives to that in certain scenarios. 
Michael, you looked at that in a broadacre situation. You also did some trials in a mandarin orchard. What did you find there? Yeah, so just backing up what um, David said there, we in the mandarin orchard we had control of both the first knock and the second knock. We did up that rate of crucial, which is a glyphosate product. We, we went up to two litres on that. And then also we focused on the coverage of the second the second knock. So we actually pushed our water rates up to 200 litres a hectare. Uh, we're dealing with some very big fleet nearly as tall as I am. I know I'm not very tall, but a plant that is as tall as uh, that I am is a big plant. And we were able to get really good coverage over that plant so where we could where we could hit them. Yeah, 200 litres. And the other thing we used was a, a T-Jet twin nozzle. So one of the things I observed in the broadacre trials is perhaps you'd get more coverage on one side of the plant than the other as you're passing over it. And that, that seemed to be a good addition in this trial to get good coverage across big plants where we could basically try and spray it from different angles and, and get better coverage that way. Yep. And Michael, I think in that second trial you had a, a short time frame between the first and second application, whereas in the first trial you had two or three weeks between the first and second application. I think it's a good learning, again, to be successful with the double knock, to have that second application occur within a timely fashion as well. So what was the time frame? Yeah, yeah. so exactly a week between, yep. between applications. So a good couple of take-home messages there. So we're really keen to hear from you, Dave. There's a new product that's coming out on the market pretty soon called Drop Zone. Yes. And this might be a bit of a game changer for people that are trying to control weeds, especially if they're surrounded by horticultural crops. Yeah, so Drop Zone is a 24D Amon product that we've been developing over a number of years now. And we're finally at the point where we get to launch it in September. And look, it's a unique 24D Amon formulation, so it's got negligible volatility. Um, what makes it unique is that we've actually been able to add something to the formula that um, reduces drift. So if you think of driftable fines being under 150 micron, the drop zone formula essentially eliminates droplets of that size. So they are taking drift out of the equation by using the drop zone formula. The other, at the other end of the scale, it also optimises the, the spray pattern. So yes, we're taking out driftable fines, but it actually also removes very large droplets that uh, don't hit targets, that hit stubble, bounce off targets. So if you're running TTIs, ultra coarse nozzles alongside sensitive crops, this actually helps improve the uptake of 2,4-D and gets more product onto target weeds because of the optimised droplet spectrum. Uh, a couple of the other features are that it, it's obviously got negligible volatility and it's also low odour, so very low odour and has almost no smell once sprayed out of the boom. No one will know you're spraying. Essentially, yeah. A couple of great features there I think some of our farmers will be really keen on. You did go through some chemical compatibility. Yep. So it's an amine formulation and anyone that's familiar with Amicide Advance, it's also that's a dual salt formulation that has improved compatibility. This is the same, it's a dual salt formulation at a lower loading, so a 500 gram per litre formulation. Essentially compatibility is comparable to Amicide Advance compatible with our range of glyphosates, Crucial Weed Master DST and Gladiator CT, which is a 450 formulation, and compatible with other 
group buys in that mix too. So whether that's triclopyr, fluoroxapyr, dicamba, etc. Yeah, like I said, it's quite comparable to our existing formulation on the market. And yeah, we'll be releasing that in September. Anything else we need to know about it? Look, I've spoken to growers sat down at kitchen tables um, when we've given them some product to try in the last couple of months and they're quite excited about the low odour formulation. Maybe some eyes glaze over when I start talking about droplet optimization. but I think the most exciting thing is the droplet optimization is that there's a lot of adjuvants on the market or there'll be other products on the market that claim to do low drift and that's what they do but they also increased large droplets. I think the exciting thing about the formula is that it actually tightens up the droplet spectrum to be an optimal droplet size and we're just seeing improved speed of kill and final control of weeds with the product even with other glyphosates in the tank. So, Well I yeah. think that's what everyone wants especially when you're spending money on a chemical you want to make sure it works. A question that came up from a grower in a research update today was the fact it was an additive and whether we might see this technology in other herbicides down the track. So I think it's important to distinguish it's not a surfactant uh, that's in the drop zone formula. It's a, I'd call it an incipient package. So I guess, it's, yeah, it's not a surfactant. So if you do need to add an LI700 to the tank for a glyphosate 450 product, you can still do that and it's still compatible with that. 24D globally is an important molecule for New Farm and this product has been developed with 24D in mind. Certainly it being an incipient package, it could theoretically go in any other active ingredient or any other product. I guess the focus has been on this 24D product and that's where we are with it. We have no plans to currently include the formula into other active ingredients, but that's just at this current state. I guess we will see how drop zone is received in the market, see if there's opportunities to put the formula into other products later on. When we think about the fact that we might be surrounded by sensitive crops, we think about losing herbicides, but there are other options out there, which is really great. It's one other aspect to mitigating drift. So I think anyone spraying near sensitive crops will be doing the right thing. They'll have their boom down low, they'll have the right nozzles on, they'll adjust their speeds, and it's just one more mechanism to have no drift in that situation. Michael, where will we see some of these results from your trials? Yeah. Like a lot of trials we do, they'll um, be promoted through Mallee Sustainable Farming communication products and events and the area-wide weed management project has suffered a little bit from COVID over the past couple of years and I believe the project has got an extension where we'll be running some more workshops and, and events with farmers in that Sunraiser area. So I'm sure we'll be, uh, be talking about these, uh, these results over the next 12 months with farmers uh, that are interested. And I think we're looking at hopefully attending weed smart week and talking about that when it visits Mildura at the end of August so thank you very much to both of you for joining us today from thank the Kylot pub thank you thanks for the beer thanks to western local land services this program is proudly supported by the new south wales government and the australian government department of ag water and environment as part of the r&d for profit program in partnership with GRDC, the Cotton RDC and AgriFutures Australia. Thanks for joining us. If you want to hear more, like and subscribe to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Catch you later.